Hi, and welcome to Ohanga. My name is Caroline, and today we are speaking with Regina. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm well, excited to be here. So let's start off. Can you tell me about what kind of art you do? So I started off as a technical artist with more graphic design background and as a pre-press technician in a commercial art industry. But there was always a little bit of the fine art in my life ever since I was younger, as long as I can remember, really. Um, so I think now I try to integrate fine art with commercial art. So I do a little bit of everything, but I don't paint. So mm -hmm. I love photography. That's probably my go-to. I find that having the camera and going out on my own is a great way for me to escape both emotionally, mentally, and just, you know, reboot. Mm -hmm. But it's also a way for me to capture the beauty that maybe other people don't really stop to see. And then when I find that moment or capture that beauty that someone else might be sleeping. I tend to photograph early, early in the morning at sunrise. So I find that while everyone else is sleeping, I get to see this gorgeous landscape or this specific scene. Um, so that's kind of where I've been focusing. A lot of my creative creativity is in photography, but I also do digital illustrations, and a little bit of resin art as well. Okay, awesome. So I know you mentioned landscapes just a second ago. Is that what you typically photograph? Or what, like I, what, what do you usually photograph? Yeah, I try to put myself in as many different photo genres as possible. Uh, but I do typically photograph landscapes. Sometimes it might be a natural landscape. Sometimes it might be cityscapes. Um, I very rarely photograph people yeah. unless I'm just in the background and they don't even know that I'm there. So I love photographing street photography as well when people don't know that I'm taking their photo. I feel like you can capture really playful and honest conversations and moments when people don't know that you're watching. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably the only time that I capture photos of people. So it is usually of landscapes or cityscapes. Okay, cool. So switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about kind of how you got into art. I read a bit in the piece that you sent me about you being a teenager and you kind of weren't as interested in everything else, but you always had a heart for fine art. Is yeah. that how you kind of started getting involved with art? Like talk us through how you got involved with art. Um, I, honestly, it's as far back as I can remember doodling in a sketchbook. I mean, my mother and father always encouraged me to do that. I think they noticed at a young age, just in elementary school, that I did have a natural talent for the arts. So they did always encourage me and I was always in art classes. And then in high school, when you get to choose how you want to focus that time, we had a option of career and technical education. And I chose the graphic communications program because I wanted to learn about graphic design and more photography and screen printing and commercial art in general. So I was a student in that program for three years. And that teacher was really a 
big mentor in my life. I'm still close with him today. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's probably in high school was what pulled me in was the graphics classes. And then I was in the fine art honors courses as well, where I got to have that balance of painting, sculpting, the more traditional fine art, and then bringing in the commercial art as well. So those two combinations, that, that marriage, if you will, is probably when it started was in high school. And then I kind of always kept it in my life in some way and never really quite knew, I guess, how to showcase it. Uh, but now I know people probably say this and it's a cliche, but things really come full circle for me knowing, okay, I love commercial art. I love print production, but I also love fine art and just that creativity and that marriage of both is I think how I approach a lot of my art. So even with my photography, I'll do some composite photography and use Photoshop to combine multiple photos, create cool effects to make it more of a surreal, unrealistic atmosphere. And then I'll also print a photo on a watercolor paper and add water, watercolor paint and do mixed media. Um, so I'm now finally realizing how those two come together. And it's always kind of just been in the on the back burner in the back of my head, how does this come together? And it's finally, it's finally here, it's finally happening. So it's cool to see that come to fruition. Yeah, that is interesting too, because I feel like maybe some people would think that they can't meet, you know, like commercial design and, and fine art, but it's, it's interesting to hear like the ways that you've kind of approached mingling the two. Yeah, and I think it's really just a discovery. I. I'm sure that at some point I made choices and decisions to take this one class or try this one process and then make mistakes. I find for me personally, the more mistakes that I make, the better my work becomes. Mm. So I also think that comes with just putting yourself out there to explore and play with whatever craft or medium you're working on. Yeah. So I know you were born and raised in Rhode Island from some of the info you sent me. How does that upbringing influence your art at all? Oh, I don't know if the state itself has influenced my art, mm -hmm. but I mean, I guess I will say we are very lucky to have in such a small radius as many different um, beautiful landscapes to visit. So I think that just being inspired by the four seasons, you know, summer, winter, spring, and fall. I mean, I love that. So it allows you to see colors changing, to experience different landscapes without even leaving your state. So I guess I never really thought about it. That in itself, being in New England and seeing the four seasons change and how that can change so much around you inspires me a lot. And also, I just think we have in Providence and the surrounding areas, such a rich, artistic, rooted culture. Yeah. Uh, and the state seems to be doing a pretty good job promoting that. So I think that that's probably inspired me as well. Okay. Is there anything else that kind of inspires your art besides what you just mentioned? I feel like there's so much, you know, you see that question, what has inspired you or who has inspired you? 
I find that for me, it's ongoing. It's always been a teacher. If I think back, it's always been a teacher in elementary, in high school, in college that became mentors to me and really guided me. So I have uh, Mr. Giglietti was probably my first mentor. He was my graphics teacher. And then in college at Rhode Island College, uh, Dr. Lenore Collins was amazing. And she actually really helped to push me into industry more and got me one of my first um, full-time graphic design jobs. Um, But also just today, in general, being a teacher, I find that even my students inspire me. You know, to see something through someone else's eyes, I think is inspirational in in itself. So when we do class critiques, Mm -hmm. I do those with my students and we'll do class critiques often and we'll be looking at the same piece, yet they have such a different perspective on it. That in itself is like, wow. That was inspiring. So even my students inspire me and, and just local artists that I'll see at different festivals like the Situa Art Festival, Wickford. Um, I have some fine art friends and I just find that there's inspiration everywhere. So there really isn't just one person or one particular thing. Yeah, I got that. That's great. So I do definitely want to talk about you working as a teacher. And that's, I think it's interesting to hear that a lot of your mentors were teachers as well. Does that kind of like come back full circle when you're teaching your kids? Yeah. And, and as a graphic communications teacher, what types of assignments or projects are you teaching them? And are they at all kind of inspired by your work or at least just maybe how you were taught growing up and and exploring art? Yeah, so with graphic communications, it's very technologically based, even though the creativity is always the foundation of it. So so much technically has changed since I was in high school. But if I can look back and think back on what I did as a student that made such an impression on me was when my teacher would see something in me that maybe I didn't see. And they're like, yes, you're great at this and, and give giving me that confidence. So I think I try to always do that with my classes and my students is they sometimes at that young age, you just aren't confident in your abilities or you're unsure and you're still kind of trying to figure it all out. So in most of the projects and just class assignments in general, I think I'm always trying to push that same encouragement that my high school teacher, Mr. G did. And I think now, when I think of that whole full circle, you know, when you learn from everything you experience, being able to marry the fine art with the commercial art took me almost 40 years. I'm going to be 40 next year. So now I'm trying to do that with my students at their young age as teenagers so that they can see, all right, so how could I take the idea of resin art and marry that in my own way. And it could be that they do a mixed media project and they take one of their photographs and we mount it and then they want to do resin art on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just try to get them to explore and think outside the box and not do the typical stuff that everyone else is doing. Yeah, that's a good teacher. <laughs> All right, so kind of gearing back to like your individual art, um, do you have any recurring themes that kind of come up in your art or not? and maybe why that might be? I definitely do. And I didn't 
know it until I started seeing it repeating in my in my work. Um, so as a artist or photographer, some of the design principles or the biggest design principle I will say is practicing rule of thirds. And I teach that, I teach rule of thirds and I practice it myself. But when I approach a scene, whether that's in the city or in the natural landscape, that is almost perfectly symmetrical. I am like drooling over it and I just drawn to it. So I do find that when I have those moments happen that I take a lot of photos of symmetry. Um, even though I know that you have to follow the rule of thirds, I'm still always drawn to symmetry. So for instance, I have this one of the new pier and now that's not rule of thirds, but it just pulls you in. It makes you feel like you can walk right onto that bridge. Yeah, there's a I lot of depth. A lot of depth, that depth of field, which is also a design principle, but you know, so many artists will see work that is symmetrical and they're like, oh, stay away from the center, stay away from the center. And to that, I usually agree, but that symmetry to me is just so cool. Yeah. So I do find that that does reoccur throughout some of my work. I almost have to force myself back to rule of thirds. <laughs> that's interesting though. I've never, I've never heard that before, the symmetry. That's cool. Yeah. So do you have any options? I know you mentioned your kids earlier. Sometimes yeah. you don't have as much time to maybe yeah. go out and do. Do you have any other obstacles? I don't want to call your kids obstacles. <laughs> but but they, unfortunately, yeah, in this situation, <laughs> they are a bit <laughs> of an obstacle. Um, so I, other than my kids, no. I think that at this moment in my life, this time in my life, they're so young. I have three. Uh, my oldest is six, six, four and a half and three years old. So they're so young and they require so much of my time. So they are the biggest obstacle, but I love that obstacle. <laughs> yes, it's a lovable obstacle. That's it's a good. lovable obstacle, but I do have to plan my creativity around them. And that is a struggle because sometimes I'm sure as you know, when you're creative, it just happens, right? right. And that is how creatives should work. I have to force myself to not work that way. So if I have an idea or a creative inspiration, I literally have to write it down mm -hmm. and save it for that, those, you know, couple hours that I'm going to get this weekend to get out and practice my creativity. Um, not really the way I think most creatives would like to work, but what are my choices? Not being creative or making the plan. So I just make the plan to be creative and um, it's working so far. So I'll just keep doing this. Yeah, that's good. I love that though. I think it's cool that you still make time for it, even in, you know, kind of the hectic, the hectic nature of, of life. Yeah, I, I think I have to um i honestly don't even think it's a choice for me personally i've noticed when i go a very long time without a creative outlet it affects me negatively mm -hmm. so once i started seeing that i realized how much i needed it so it's kind of like my therapy i guess i was gonna say is it therapeutic in a way it is, it is. and i think that's also why i prefer to photograph alone 
because it's that quiet time. It's that quiet time for me to just explore and be creative and kind of make my own path versus having to have that strict schedule of who needs lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's lovely though. So what is your ultimate goal for, for your art? I know you said it's therapeutic. It's kind of like, it's just kind of who you are. Do you have any goals for like an audience or for people looking at your art or just any goals for you yourself working towards, towards producing more creative content? Yeah, I guess when I started putting more time into my creativity for myself and realizing how much I enjoyed doing that and not just having the classroom as my creative outlet, because that was kind of how it was for some time is I gave my students my creativity. Now I'm trying to balance that out and allow that creative time for myself as well. I didn't go into it thinking I had an ultimate goal, just knowing that I enjoyed it. And who doesn't want to bring more joy into their life, right? But I guess now there's been moments where I've sold a photo or had a conversation with a stranger. So if I sold a photo to a stranger, I had a conversation with a stranger about one of my pieces and they'll tell me a story that was driven by one of my photos, why they were connected to it. It was either a memory that came back to them or a place in their life that they want to go back to or just a mood or a feeling that they had, that they felt when they looked at one of my photos, that is when I realized, wow, that's the ultimate goal, is mm. making that human connection. I didn't go into it with that as the goal, but after that, those conversations started happening, that was the coolest part. Um, so now that's my goal, is trying to make a human connection, trying to make somebody feel something or see something that maybe they wouldn't have felt or seen without looking at my work. Okay, yeah, that's lovely. That's great. Kind of that reaffirming, like you're connecting kind of on a more artistic level and that's yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's one of the things I teach my students too is even with commercial art, your goal, your ultimate goal should always be to make a human connection. Even when you're doing brand identity, Who's looking at those brands? People are. So without a human connection, you're actually not going to be as successful as you could be. Um, but when you have that kind of conversation, like if I could tell you a quick story, is it yes, okay? Absolutely. So recently, someone reached out to me. I had some of my work at the local library and they reached out to me inquiring about a photograph I took at sunrise last winter at the Temple of Music at Rogering Park. And the sky kind of had, it almost looked like there was a fire in the sky. It was just blown up with burning colors. It was absolutely gorgeous. And she was interested in purchasing it. And I said, absolutely. I, I can um, arrange for you to come and see different sizes. Because the one I had in the library was 36 by 30. So it was pretty large. And she was mm -hmm. looking for a smaller size. So when I met her and I was showing her different sizes, she says, I have to tell you why I'm so drawn to this photo. And God, I hope I don't cry when I say this. <laughs> she, um, she works in the oncology, the pediatric oncology uh, department at women and infants. 
at, I'm sorry, at Hasbro Children's Hospital. And she told me this story about one of her patients who unfortunately was at end stage cancer and she would meet with him almost every day and they had a really close relationship because he didn't have much family. And he started talking about accepting that death was in his near future and that he said to her, I will come to you at sunrise and sunset. Oh and she, began, oh, it gets deeper. She planted a tree because they would go to the temple of music together. So when he passed, she planted a tree for him right next to the temple. And it's in the photo that I took. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't stop from crying because it's those moments that is so overwhelming. Yeah. So she felt like he was talking to her through my photo. So when a moment wow. like that happens, then you realize that's yeah. the goal. So okay. that's the goal. <laughs> that's yeah, the goal. That... <laughs> make people have good memories of maybe tragic times, but good memories. Yeah. And what a nice goal. Wow. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> so I'm going to be chasing this goal that I'll probably never fulfill. But it, it was a moment like that that I think finally hit me that. Yeah, I do this art for myself to be creative for myself, but I want people to see it and, and find joy in that as well. All right. Well, I don't know if any, any other stories know. can top this, but if you wouldn't mind, um, if you wouldn't mind kind of showing me some of the stuff that you brought and maybe like talking to us about the process and what it takes to, to get to where it is in, in the yeah. final form that you have with you today, that'd yeah. be great. So I talked a lot about photography because I guess that probably is where I put most of my creativity into. Um, so today I have some photographs that also have an epoxy poured onto them as well. Okay. So I'll do that in different ways. So this one's just the Rocky Point Pier um, at sunrise and I just will put the resin, I'll pour the resin over it without anything added, just the clear resin, a natural resin, no dye or anything. But then you can easily hang it. Okay. So it's not your traditional framing, but then I also do a lot of my photographs just as prints in different types of your traditional frame. So this one has like a, a nice rustic wood with a nautical rope going around it. And this is a photo of Goat Island Lighthouse. Some of the other stuff that I've done recently is I've taken the photos and then done some digital hand lettering onto the photo itself and then printed those as cards. So oh. these are seem to be pretty popular when I go to different artisan markets. And then I also will just do straight digital illustrations with quotes, phrases, inspiring words, and adding a little bit of that illustration through botanicals, leaves, flowers, etc. Is there anything else that you want us to know that you want readers to know about you or your art that we didn't touch on? No, I, I mean, I feel like we covered everything. No, I mean, I guess if I would just end with one thing, it's just for creatives and people who maybe think they're not creative, I think that if you just put yourself in places where you allow yourself to create without judgment, you can sometimes be surprised with what can come out on the other end. 
because I get students who say that a lot. Well, I'm not a naturally creative person. Someone must have told you that, right? Mm-hmm. Someone must have told you that. So I try to, you know, reverse that for them. So I guess that would be the one thing I would add to this is for those who do listen to this podcast, you know, if you think you're not creative, put yourself in a situation where maybe you're a little uncomfortable and you might be surprised with what you can create. 